Hello and welcome to ESM Squared, the podcast for experienced social media marketers. I'm Emily, your host and long-term member of the team here at Iconosquare. Iconosquare is one of the leading analytics and management tools for Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn and TikTok. We're proud to work with some of the biggest agencies in the world, as well as huge brands such as Patagonia, Sephora, Versace and even NASA. If you're new to Iconosquare or just haven't got around to checking out our tools before, you can start with the basics by heading over to audit.iconosquare.com and getting a free audit of your Instagram and Facebook accounts to find out once and for all where you're flying high and where you're falling flat. I'd really appreciate it if you could subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating once you're done listening. And don't forget, you can trial Iconosquare for free and you don't need to share any credit card information to get started. Contact me directly for any questions or feedback via emily at iconosquare.com. Hi guys, today I'm hosting Valerie Baldrin, Senior Director of Global Communications and Community at GymPass. Hi Valerie, welcome to ESM Squared. Hi Emily, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Let's just jump straight into the questions. Uh, if you could give me the backstory on GymPass, uh, what the mission is, and how you came to join the team yourself. Yeah, so GymPass is a company that was founded about 10 years ago with the mission of making well-being universal. So basically what we are is a corporate well-being benefit that clients um, basically acquire and offer it to their employees. And then with one single membership, we give all of these employees unlimited access to over 50,000 partners across 11 markets. Um, and that's fitness, um, studios, gyms, meditation apps, fitness apps, nutrition, sleep very recently, which is an amazing addition. So it really is to help support the overall well-being um, of employees everywhere. And um, how I came about joining the team. So an old colleague of mine recruited me um, to join the team about a year and change, three months ago, I think. Um, and I think really kind of bringing my knowledge and the experience that I had in PR and social in the past and, and bringing it to to do good, right? And to make people happier and healthier just really resonated with me. So um, I, I took the jump. I moved from LA to New York and uh, I couldn't be happier. Amazing. Wow, that's quite a, a journey to move <laughs> to move for work. Yeah, it, 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 it's still the US, but it is literally opposites of each other. So it was a really big uh, transition to move, but uh, I love New York and, and I love the team. So it's been, it's been wonderful. Great. We like uh, companies with a, with a really strong mission who take care of their employees. Uh, that rings so true with Iconosquare as well. So another good reason to be talking to you today. Um, so what's your role within the team? Um, who do you work alongside on a daily basis? Yeah. So as you mentioned before, I'm the senior director of global communications and social media and community. So I really work with a wide or like array of stakeholders within the company from product to product marketing, to the sales team, customer experience, really anybody that kind of has a message that is shared externally. Um, we work very closely together. So we work very collaboratively. Um, we're, we're still sort of a startup company, but we're, we're a large startup company. So, um, but it feels very much a collaborative team. Um, so there's definitely not two days alike. I get to work with a lot of different people from a lot of different countries and cultures and areas of the business, which is very interesting um, and exciting. Did you mention how many people are actually on your team uh, in terms of like communications? We are a team of 10 
um, internal. And then we have agencies, external agencies that we work with, which I consider part of my team, just an extension. Um, so yeah, but we're a team of 10. Wow. Okay. So and you say you're still like startup vibes. I try and compare um, the sizes of teams um, to what we have here at Icon Square. There's only five of us on the marketing team. So I feel like you're already. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's perspective, right? It's, it's exactly. It looks different for, for different companies. Yeah. Uh, what are the main goals for Gympass in communicating through social media and what is it that you want to achieve? I've had a look at your Instagram account, for example. I think it's great. I had a good laugh at some of the memes on there. Um, tell me what the goals are, what the goal is. Good. Um, I'm happy to hear that. Um, I think our goals for social media are really to raise awareness of uh, Gympass and to build our reputation and then to kind of create and host this global community. Um, what we're trying to do really is right at the top of the funnel from a PR and social standpoint is just kind of get more eyeballs in front of our brand, get more people to know who we are, um, to, to build that trust with us as a brand so that the education uh, timeline for them is shorter and the conversion timeline is shorter for our sales team at the end. So really what we're trying to do is, is that just kind of get more people to know who we are, what we are, and get interested enough and intrigued enough that they go search for more, you know, go to our website, um, look up how to refer their company or how to sign Jim Pass to their company um, or get a quote and something like that. So, so yeah, I would say is awareness, reputation, and community building. Okay, yeah. Usually um, I hear on social media, it's either only for awareness, like brand awareness and visibility, or like just acquisition, like we're literally CTAs all over the place and trying to send people to the website so that they sign up. And I think that's quite that's quite cool, actually, that you're kind of mixing both, trying to get people comfortable, but with the end goal of getting new users. Yeah, I think for us really, it's just building that trust, right? We want people to really know who we are, see the personality of their brand, connect with that um, so they can build that relationship so that when the time comes and the, and the next phase of the marketing funnel comes in, they feel a little bit more comfortable, more at peace and just really have all the information that they need to make an informed decision. Makes sense. Let's move on to some strategy questions. Um, so your ideal target client, uh, how do you go about reaching them um, through social media and on which platforms and any other channels that you would use to go out there also and, and try and find your, your next target client? So our ideal customer is basically decision makers. And depending on the size of the company, it could be a founder or a CEO or president or a head of HR, you know, it could be a CHRO, CPO, um, and things like that. And, and the way that we communicate with them through social really is heavily leaning on LinkedIn. Um, that's where more of the business side of things. We are a B2B2C company. So that's where we reach most of our target audience. But I think what Instagram does and allows us to do too is connect with the same people, but also our end users and our members who are using and experiencing the, the platform um, in a more sort of human way, if you will, right? So um, yeah, I would say HR professionals and business owners are our target audience. I think Iconosquare could potentially be a target as well. <laughs> Maybe we could become clients. We would love to. We have, um, you know, our plans are not just for the big corporations with hundreds of thousands of employees. We are also available for companies as, as small as 10 employees. So I think it really is about 
bringing well-being to the workplace, no matter the size of, of the business, no matter the size of the workforce. Cool. Yeah, we're definitely speaking the same language there. Well-being at work. Yep. And to that, what metrics do you tend to look at? What do you like to keep an eye on? And why are those social media metrics important to you at GymPass? So we look at a wide variety of metrics, I think, depending on the content, the concept, the campaign, and kind of what the goals are for for that specific piece of content. But I would say, generally speaking, there's three main metrics that we look at. First one is impressions. And again, it goes tied with a goal of like bringing more eyeballs to our brand. We want to make sure that we get more people and new people to see who we are, to know who we are, to follow us. The second one would be engagement rate. We also want to understand the content that we're putting out there. How are people engaging with it? What's connecting with them so that we can double down on that or maybe sort of stop doing something that's really not engaging people um, and not bringing value to their lives. And the last one is um, traffic to websites. So again, as we're not responsible for conversion, but we are responsible for kind of creating that awareness, reputation, trust, and intrigue enough so that people go to our website to find out more, refer their company, get a quote, all the things that I mentioned before. So I would say those are our three main metrics. Of course, yeah. And especially I understand like the impressions, you want as many people to be aware of what you're posting, who you are and through your content. So yeah, like the impressions is a really big one. How do you, we've spoken about the organic growth of your social channels. How do you actually manage to maintain that organic growth in followers across all of your social media channels? Because that's something that you guys seem to be really good at. Ah, thank you. Um, I, I think we make it look maybe easier than it really is. I think everybody that works in social media knows how challenging it is to grow organically. Um, I would say for us, it's a mix of two things. We work very closely with our paid marketing and paid social team. Um, to me, it's the perfect marriage, right? Like they're responsible for, for getting our brand out there to more people. But then ultimately, when they get to our account, there's got to be content there that adds value to people and that let, like, gets them to stay, gets them to, to engage, share, post, comment, like, and, and kind of become really a fan of the brand. So really working very collaboratively and strategically with a paid marketing team um, has been wonderful. And then I would say the second thing is consistency. Now we know that social media is an ever-changing monster, right? Every week we have new updates and new changes and new features. So I think kind of keeping up with that, but also being consistent to the point where, again, people know what they're getting when they log on, log on and look at our page um, and bring in that kind of, not appointment viewing, but but really sort of that knowing what they're going to get, right? And the value that they're going to get out of our post or, or um, our account in general. So partnering with the paid marketing team and consistency, I think have been great allies for us in, in growing organically. Cool. And what about, um, is this okay if I just ask you like a sideline question, which I hadn't planned? Yeah, um, for sure. What kind of uh, social advertising do you do? Like you have, you, you say that you're in direct um, contact with the paid teams, but um like, what are we talking about? Like, what what kind of frequency, what kind of budgets are we putting on? I mean, don't tell me anything you can't tell me, but <laughs> I'm interested. Yeah, so I, I, it's not really my team who leads that. That is part of the of the marketing organization that has a budget and a team allocated to particularly focusing on paid social. Um, but I know that our priority markets um, are the US, Brazil, the UK. Our priority platforms are LinkedIn. Um, and Instagram. 
and really is they they test a lot right they do stuff with influencers they do stuff with content creators they do stuff with just paid advertising and paid social um and just really kind of leveraging and, and utilizing all of the platforms as best as possible to kind of gain experience um and optimize you know we're constantly optimizing and learning as we go so i don't have all the details but um i think that that's kind of overall the overview of how they how they operate yeah it's really interesting um to know that uh, the the paid aspect is actually a part of your social media strategy and that it also feeds into the organic growth as well um yeah the two working hand in hand um moving on um you spoke earlier about uh, obviously you're a b2b company also b2b2c how do you engage companies around your wellness solution? How do you ultimately convert them? So I would say, particularly on social media, and this depends a little bit on the platform, but generally speaking, I would say that our approach on social is B to B to C. Ultimately, um, and I say this all the time to my team, we're B2P, right? We're business to people. We need to connect with people in a human way. If you're still talking to a founder or a CEO or the CHRO of a company, they're still people. They're still human. I think if you connect with them and something clicks, uh, that's going to be a lot more of an organic engagement where they're going to feel more compelled to go back to approve the budget to get gym pass, right? Or to come back and say, hey, head of, you know, let's definitely bring gym pass because A, B, and C, and this is how I feel connected. So to us, it's really about connecting with people, connecting with, um, you know, human stories and human truths that are kind of universal that doesn't really matter the, the grade or the level. Um, it's more about sort of the truth behind it. So yeah, it's... it's um, it's very interesting to, to see how it also varies per, per platform. I think on LinkedIn, we're a lot more B2B. On Instagram, we're a lot more B2C. But generally speaking, we try to kind of find a good balance between the two. Yeah, and, and humor content as well. Because as I say, like I was on your Instagram and I very much felt like the C in the B2C there. <laughs> I was yeah. up. Yeah, it was, it, uh, I mean, your strategy seems to, to really speak to the person you say about human truths yeah, I get that. I mean, memes, who doesn't love a good meme, right? I mean, it speaks to everyone. Yeah, it's it's a good mix of content that gives you information, content that, give, you know, it's edu edu educative and that it teaches you something, but also content that is just lighthearted. It makes you laugh, makes you kind of connect with other people from, old, you know, other pieces and, and areas of the world that you might have not even known that you had that in common. So I think it's just striking a balance between you know, information, education and motivation and, and just lighthearted content is, is a good, it's a good balance. Well, it works on me anyway. If we move on to some more content questions, um, let's talk about that content now. Who designs and creates your, your content for social? So it's a mix. We have a creative duo within our team that is composed of a designer and a copywriter. And they're the ones mainly responsible for our big campaigns uh, or our big sort of editorial lines and, and themes that we have per month or per quarter. But also the social media team does create some content on their own, leveraging the features of each platform, uh, jumping on trends. That's something that's kind of very quick and fast and things that happen, you know, on the go and in the moment, um, but also sort of enabling different verticals of content. So for example, you know, whether it's tapping into our ambassadors or influencers or content creators, or even our partners to generate that content for us, 
um, and then we can just kind of schedule it and program it um, in that way. So it's a little bit of a mix between the creative team, the creative social team and the actual social and community team. Okay, so you do have some user-generated content coming from partners and exterior contributors to to GymPass. Um, yeah. Cool. How does that strategy work? What kind of results do you get from UGC? I don't think this is going to be news breaking for anybody. UGC is king. People trust people more than they trust brands. Seeing firsthand how our service changes people's lives, um, makes them better, makes them healthier is the most powerful tool that we have. So UGC content always performs better than most of any of our other content. And our strategy is really leveraging, um, you know, our partners because we don't own a gym, right? But we do offer all of these gyms and studios and fitness apps and things like that. So it's really leveraging their communities to bring them together in this global community that pulls from all over the world and all over the different areas. You know, somebody that likes yoga in Spain can connect with somebody who loves cycling in Brazil because ultimately they want the same goal, right? Which is get, you know, have a work-life wellness um, in, in their life. So yeah, we work through our, our partners to get some of our UGC content. Uh, we also are really blessed, if you will, we get a lot of people to tag us as they're using and experiencing our brand. Um, and it's really exciting to see and reshare their stories and just kind of use that as motivation for others to follow suit. That's the most authentic type of content, right? Obviously, UGC created by the user, you haven't paid for it, you haven't asked for it. But then to know that they're also tagging you organically, I mean, that is like, it's the absolute holy grail of of yeah. social, right? Uh, to have people tagging you because they are happy without you having to ask for it. Incredible. Thank you. Thank you. It really is a testament of of the service. And I think it, it definitely is a source of inspiration for me and the team in general to see that we truly are making a difference in people's lives and that we are helping through social to make well-being universal, right? We, we are adding our piece of the pie when it comes to reaching the mission that we have as a company. So it's really rewarding to say the least. And coming back to the mission that you have as a company, obviously you said at the beginning how happy you were, how how pleased you are to be part of the team at Gym Pass. I know that you have quite a strong employer brand as well. Um, what kind of role does that play in, in your content strategy? So we definitely work very closely together with the employer branding team. I think mainly because we sell uh, work-life wellness to other companies. So I think for me, it's very important that we walk the talk. We just don't say it and promote it, but we also show it. So working together with them to show how truly gym passers, which is what we call our employees, are living the mission themselves to use as inspiration for other clients and other customers to want to have that same thing in their company, to want to have that same culture of, of wellness and an overall well-being for their employees. So anything from celebrating awards when we win best workplace in the US or New York, or you know, highlighting our executives and how they prioritize their work-life wellness, um, or just overall sharing how our our team members use gym pass themselves, right? And how do they incorporate that into their lives? It's very important for us to kind of align on that and promote that um, on our social networks, because that is, again, the most authentic way of us to sell our product is to show that it works um, 
at home, you know what I mean? So that it, it brings more inspiration for other companies to want to do the same. Yeah, it's so important that you, as you say, walk the talk. And um, and yeah, it's something that we're actually trying to do more and more of at Icona Square is to kind of talk more about our company values and and how we, we work on like well-being at work um, and making sure that everyone is is happy and is balanced. So um, so yeah, I think you're definitely uh, ahead of your time and uh, and definitely seem to be doing it really well. Thank you very much. That means a lot. I'd like to round off these questions with uh, just a, a question which I like to ask um, everybody that I interview on ESM Squared, which is if you could give me an example of a campaign um, which was successful that you ran, which you're really proud of. Um, there's a few, but I probably say our anniversary campaign. So we just turned 10 years and we had, obviously we created a lot of organic content and we had, you know, our editorial calendar filled with content to promote and celebrate the anniversary, celebrate everybody's journeys in this, um, these past 10 years. But one thing that we did that was kind of really interesting and I'm really proud of, of the team doing is we did three collaborations um, on Instagram. And, and one was more about just a pop culture type of space. Uh, another one was more on the workplace humor space. And the last one was more on the sharing a testimonial of somebody that, that uses gym pass and has changed their lives for the better. Um, so it was more of like the feel good space, if you will. So we tried and tested all those three angles. All three of them were incredibly successful. We, we had um, not only huge impression on our post, but we had a lot of new followers come through uh, for our account, great engagement and the sort of, cherry on top is we also got a few leads that came out of those posts uh, that were, you know, then handed off to our, to our sales team. And well, again, my team's role is not necessarily conversion or, or lead generation. I think ultimately we're, we are part of the marketing team and uh, what we want to do is bring more of that. Right. So it was really beautiful to see how we raised awareness, we build reputation, we create a community and we also were able to bring, in some leads for the company. So um, I would say that that's one of my, my most proud, proudest uh, campaigns of the year. Fantastic, I bet. <laughs> it sounds extremely impressive. Well done. Let me end the interview now with some quick fire questions. I don't know if you've listened okay. to the ESM Squared podcast before, but I do tend to ask them in a quite a quick fashion and ask you for the first answer that comes into your head. So let's just okay. go for it. And don't worry um, <laughs> if you don't have the perfect answer. This is meant to be quite natural. So what takes okay. up most of your time as a social media marketing professional? Uh, research. Three essential tools for social media marketing that you would recommend? Design. We use Canva and I think it does a perfect job. It doesn't have to be very complicated. It just needs to do it, the job and, and Canva is wonderful and easy to use. Um, a social listening slash analytics tool and a publishing platform. So obviously we use Icona Square and we're thrilled with you guys. So I would say that those are the three main tools I would say for a social media uh, marketer. Um, your personal favorite accounts on social media that you're, that you're comfortable sharing? <laughs> Too many to name and probably very embarrassing, but I'm really obsessed with recess therapy right now. It really brings me a lot of joy after a long day of work. Um, Headspace, I think, do a wonderful job, especially in the LinkedIn space. 
Cheddar News have some of my favorite captions ever. Um, I don't think my, my team would allow me to not say this, but anything cat, dog, or astrology related, I'm in. If you open my Explore page, you'll probably get a mix of all three of those. Um, and Gym Pass. Of course, Gym Pass. Well done. Actually, I usually ask, <laughs> I always ask this question and nobody ever says their own company. So that's a good play. Well I, I love our account. I, I truly, genuinely love our account. I have a great time with it. I share almost every post and I don't do it just to like be one of those social media managers that is just posting their own content or engaging with their own content. I truly, generally love the content that we're putting out. And yeah, what better way to promote your own content than by actually enjoying it yourself. Perfect. Yep. Um, the final question is, uh, what would your advice to community social media managers out there be? Trust your gut. It's a, it's a very difficult space to be in. There's a lot of leaders of organizations that don't understand social media or that they feel like they do understand it because they have their own personal accounts. And so it can be demoralizing sometimes to go through uh, you know, politics and, and bureaucracy and approval after approval, um, when you kind of know it in your gut that you have the right idea or the right timing is about to, you know, pass you by. So if if truly social media is your passion and you're in it for the long haul, I would say trust your gut because that's going to be your superpower in social media. What a perfect way to end the interview. Thank you very much, Valerie, for your time. Um, everybody go and check out Gym Pass. Uh, on Instagram and on LinkedIn. Uh, Valerie, is there anything else you want to add before we stop? No, thank you so much for having me. It was a wonderful conversation and, and thank you for, for being a great partner for us. Thank you so much. And that's all for today's episode. Don't forget you can check out our other tutorials and interviews with experienced social media marketers on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and many more. Please don't hesitate to give this episode a rating and for all questions and comments or to inquire about being interviewed on ESM Squared, contact me directly via emily at iconosquared.com.